So you're listening to The Mixer, and it's just me, Eric, this week, and this is episode two of the Mental Health mini-series, where we explore the mental health side of football. So in our first episode, we had Sean Russell, who was talking about the injury he sustained playing for Limerick in the League of Ireland, and he was left pretty much with no insurance cover on his own to cover it, and it was just horrible. But it was nice at the end to find out that he was helped out by players and that after he came forward and admitted it that he found out that he wasn't on his own and it helped him out. So we're doing something a little bit different this week. We're going to talk to Peter Travers from the Cork Business League. Now the Cork Business League is a little bit different than traditional leagues we have in Dublin like the AUL, the LSL, the UCFL, the DDSL, the LFA, all that kind of stuff. Totally different because it's just businesses. And it's a kind of interesting way to run a league in the fact that you're playing with your colleagues it's a weird kind of way because I could never associate like work with sport but that could be just me there might be five aside leagues running in Dublin but as far as I'm aware there's nothing like this running in Dublin and nothing like this running anywhere across the country so it's really cool so basically if you're a business you sign your business up and then you put forward a team there are teams in this league going 30 years and there's teams in it starting this year. It's always grown and they've started a whole new media campaign over it. And I had a very good interesting chat with Peter and I'm looking forward to getting down to Cork sometime. It could be it could take me a year to get down there midweek to see a fixture and to go to a game. And it might be raining and I might not go at all. But if I am down and the weather suits, we'll definitely get to a game. Um, if you're enjoying... Or if you enjoy this podcast or the previous podcast, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mixed Our Podcast and on Facebook as well. If you fancy coming on for a chat, get in touch with the Twitter page or send us a message on Instagram. And for the next couple of episodes, we're going to look at individuals and how they were affected positively and negatively by football. So... We have a couple of things lined up and a couple of people to get back to about doing interviews, but the mental health series is going very well, and our normal podcast, which will be running next Thursday, is also going very well this year with Steve Carrick, Gaz and Lorcan taking part in most of the episodes. I think we'll be joined by Evan Kane in the next one from Oliver Bond, so he'll be interesting to chat to. He's also a Bowes fan, so some people might want to avoid that one. Anyway, that's enough from me, so I'm going to hand it over to, actually, myself again, and Peter, to talk about the Cork Business League. Cheers. Right, so, um, how did the Business League start? So, it started back in 1952, um, and it was actually known as the Shipping League, the Cork Shipping League, back in 1952, because it started off in the Cork Docklands. All the companies and the industries around there um, came together to, to start off football. Around, around Cork so all this, um, let's say for example the Port of Cork had a team and post workers had a team and a lot of, lot of the companies in Cork in, that, in the shipping industry put together, put together teams and then um, as it kind of developed the next couple of years it got fully affiliated with the FEI and the MFA the Monster Football Association and from then on it's been going for whatever nearly 70 years I think 70 years will be in 2022 so that'll be a big uh, kind of celebration year for us in about three two three years time um, and between then and now we've grown massively and um, we had at one point i think 30 
plus teams involved across three or four divisions. Uh, now at the moment we have 20 teams spreading across um, the IT sector and spreading across universities. Um, there's always the pub teams involved and the bear teams involved um, and also kind of some um, some taxi companies have teams. So we have a wide range of teams at the moment um, which I think since we've rebranded we, we last year we've kind of seen a big um, uptake up in interest in the league partly because of what we speak about in a minute about you know, the awareness and the physical you know, fitness and the improvement of, of teams coming in for players coming in and then secondly kind of just because of the history because it's an official FEI competition and they want to see can they win trophies and get you know, national recognition um, for their company yeah so is there many people that like help run the league from like a day-to-day basis for the day-to-day basis well there's seven of us involved seven of us on the management committee um, and from a day-to-day perspective kind of there's maybe about two or three like myself being the secretary and the fixture secretary um, would have kind of constant interaction with clubs and players so it's a case that is it all businesses involved there's no like they all have an affiliation to some type of business or Correct. institution it's not just a group of lads can come to bed, come together and join the league or is it's, it um, at the moment yeah we're trying to get a, like, the actual mission the mission statement um, of the league is the aim of the Cork Business League is to build and maintain a firm based league which will then commit to promoting positive employee health and well-being along with improving commitment and dedication amongst squad members so yeah we do try and um, kind of let's say um, market the league for companies and businesses to come involved but we also have a lot of lads coming in to get sponsored by um, companies around Cork so for example um, Satellite Taxes have a team in, in the league and they were um, the owner of Satellite Taxes was very interested in starting to create a team a couple of years ago so he put in um, a team in the league with just maybe his friends or his la- you know, the lads that kind of get interested and he's you now they've won a couple of um, big trophies in the last couple of years same as um, a lot of lads who maybe would have been five aside um, but then wanted to kind of kind of improve their commitment so they've started 11 side teams and we can cater for that um, be it through sponsorship of, of local companies um, or just connections that, that we have in, in, in the industry so you have a lot of clubs there I was just looking at the like the Premier Division the First Division there you have the likes mm-hmm. of Healy O'Connor's solicitors and you have Dell EMC Cork Hospitals and say Abtran a lot of teams a lot of people that could be just sitting in an office as well. sorry um, like big names of companies so for example this year we had six new teams joining us um, PepsiCo Janssen and also um Martin Harvey solicitors. So another solicitor-based team have come in to try and get that competitive edge against the other, the other solicitor team. So it's been, um, you know, it is a wide range of, of clubs coming in in the first division and the Premier division. Yeah, so it's a lot of like looking at them businesses. A lot of people who might be sitting in an office nine to yeah. five, Monday to Friday. In the case of say Abtran, Abtran or Janssen, they might even be sitting in labs. Some of them labs might not even have windows. So it could be a case of this league is bringing them to play football to get them outside to get them active and doing something that they probably wouldn't have had a chance to do 
without yeah, this exactly. league. I mean, what we're trying to promote basically is just staying healthy in your you know work-life balance is the main thing. Like even for training, if you train once a week for an hour and a half, hour and a half, that's training on a Wednesday, let's say, and then you have to match on a Sunday morning. That's four hours, let's say, of your week uh, committed to playing football, enjoying yourself with your colleagues and with your friends. Um, and then that's just to kind of introduce a free good factor um, around the office as well. So kind of a bit of a, a competitive edge because, for example, if you come in on a Monday and you've won the game, you can have a bit of a laugh. If you've lost a game, you could say, Christ, Peter was very off. We know you were crap yesterday. You know, a bit of a laugh. So it kind of brings up the um, the edge of saying, you know, we need, to, we need to improve next week and get better and better. And um, again, that has that may have the opposite effect and um, but what we're trying to promote is you no know, networking, staying healthy, but the team spirit, a kind of collaboration um, amongst teams. So I've seen a lot of the time where, let's say, for example, in um, we actually had the UCC have a team. So a lot of lecturers would be involved, a lot of kind of, um, let's say, uh, PhD students that would normally never actually be involved on a day-to-day basis. So someone from a lecturer in lecturing in art or business might be playing centre-back alongside a PhD student in in the sciences building. Um, and that's just good, you know, to get to know each other as well, kind of on a broader sense, not just someone in your in your own team and in your own department. Yeah, sure, it could help someone get a job as well. A PhD student exactly. could be talking correct. to someone in Janssen and end up strolling into a nice position there after the game. Yeah, correct, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so is are there many companies that want to get involved and you can't incorporate them or is it a case that whoever comes can just jump in or is there many on the waiting list so yeah i mean we've had a lot of um a lot of interest last year because we have rebranded so like i said um up until you know we, we were basically a league that's 70 years old and um, to be honest with it so up until maybe about two or three years ago there was no um kind of online branding or we didn't have kind of this um this whole social media effect whereas now we're trying to improve that by having a facebook page twitter page instagram page and we also um, have joined the cork chamber of commerce as well so kind of in that sense we're building we're building connections around the wider cork and monster community and um, to get companies to come in and um, so i've chatted the lads even playing five aside even on nights out saying geez that business, that bit of business league is coming on greatly, and that's just simply because of how we're promoting it. And they're seeing that in the past, it may seem, you know, of maybe um, a negative aspect of things in 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 Munster. At the moment, it's really building up and becoming positive. And um, even some of the teams at the moment, they're entering the FA Junior Cup and the Munster Junior Cup, and they're beating teams um, in those in those in those leagues so you know against AUL sides most of the senior league sides the West Cork League where in the past we may not have had um, had a very you know that much competitive edge but because players and companies are seeing that we're beating these teams uh, in higher division and higher rank leagues there's actually we might have a chance there so they'll maybe move on from having their 5 side team during the week to having a, an 11 side team on a Saturday and Sunday um, so yeah, there is a long list of club um, companies that are interested in joining. Now the thing is, we do, ha- you know, because we're actually a proper affiliated um, league with the FAI and the MFA, we have to go through insurance costs and um, player registration costs on FAI net, and we actually have to go through the proper kind of um, 
you know, setting up teams. So I think some clubs um, may not, or some companies may not be aware of that in the first hand. So we have to educate them um, in that and maybe try and make it easier for them to join in the future. Yeah, there's definitely a lot involved. I've run a club myself and I know there's a lot of background stuff involved, a lot of the FAI, the FAI net stuff, getting the forms in yeah. and all that kind of thing. And do you find like, is there many clubs that are sponsored by their own company? Or are they all yeah. sponsored by your own company? No, they're, yeah, they're all, they're, all, they're all companies. I mean, kind of the majority of teams and clubs um, have their employees that are working for that said company. Um, so, for example, we have a, a recruitment agency, CPL, uh, in, in Cork joined this year. And and most of their squad would be either um, partners in CPL, employees in CPL, or just a wider community. Um, so kind of trying to get them moving into the, the whole professional FBI net side of things to try and get registered. They may not have been aware of what it takes to run a club, um, but we're trying to kind of um, help them in, in in the best way possible to keep them running because in the past, and I'll be honest, you know, this, this the league did have kind of a um, history of teams folding, you know, and I think that's actually a, a trend across junior football, definitely in Cork at the moment. Um, and maybe in Ireland, you know, there are teams folding at the moment, but we're trying to maybe get them, get the backbone in there and get clubs to get the, the, the correct structure in place. Um, I think what some of the, the new companies coming in, they realise that they're not uh, a club or a team that has that kind of a huge structure or, you know, kind of the, the backbone of family kind of commitment at the moment, whereas you can see teams across Cork um, and they might, they might have two or three teams and they might have underage structures or women's teams, um, but we don't at the moment. So that's the one kind of um, struggle that we have with setting up teams and that there's a lot of dedication for the one the one person or the one team, whereas for other clubs in other leagues, you know, they have that um, that committee sense you know, and the family sense. Yeah, the, the benefit I see of having... The business league is that anybody running the club, say the secretary chairman for that club, doesn't need to go out looking for sponsorship. They're not worried about keeping the club run on a day-to-day basis. They can just tick away and play football exactly. and not worry yeah, about and that's that. That's kind of what we're trying to get in, in the fact that if we get everything sorted in you know, the August, August and September uh, every season, then that season is done. You can just go back and enjoy your football. Um, I think that's what the lads are you know, kind of uh, looking forward to when they join the league. They know that you know, we do have a good backbone and, and a good committee behind us. So that, look, say once we do join the join the league, um, after everything is registered and every money is done and dusted, from September onwards, they can enjoy the um, Sunday or the Saturday afternoons playing playing games. Yeah, and it's seen just following us on social media as well. It just seems it's very focused on having the crack it's all very positive on social media it's always somebody joking in the comments there's always something going on it just seems like a very positive nice league exactly to be i think i mean that's at the moment like that's what dads want to hear i mean companies we actually have a very kind of niche niche win in that where um we still want to be have the crack with lads on social media and you know take a few funny videos and you know a few few photos online and that gets shared around you know you you, I was kind of surprised once we um, looked at the views on the website recently and even on social media, the amount of traction we're getting um, is huge. And then that goes across to benefit the companies and the sponsors. Um, so, for example, I think it was um, 
PepsiCo, when they launched um, their team, they shared a lot of stuff online and on social media, and then they got traction on LinkedIn. And that obviously gets the word out there for their companies and their employees. So they feel a sense of kind of achievement, uh, not just even before they start playing, but they've, they've seen the benefits um, of joining, joining the league. And then ideally what we've kind of brought out there recently is um, every club should be, you know, recording a few games or just getting a few snapshots and send them in to us and we'll them across uh, social media and that'll promote the league itself and also the businesses and the companies involved. And the people, you know, the employees love to see, you know, I mean, I know for fact in my own company, um, at the moment, we have an online, you know, we have an internal social media network. And if, let's say, there was a, a fella who scored a goal, that, that gets shared around online and in the office. And it's a great kind of bit of, um, bit of achievement. And, uh, you know, the, it's good to see for everybody to get involved uh, in the company. Definitely. And what months do you run the league from? So it's a it's a traditional um, sense really. It's the August to May, um, and again we all know about the you know the kind of the opinion there last couple of years about moving to summer football, and that was talked about. Um, we did have a workshop with the FA came down last year to talk to Munster uh, about summer football, and um, I think that's gone and um, that's gonna be quiet at the moment. So we're still August to August to May, and we have a few cup finals as well. Yeah, I'm actually I'm a fan of the August to May. I just feel that it's more enjoyable in the winter months when the, the nights are dark and the days are short. Underlights. So you have yeah. something just to occupy you for that few hours. And it's just, just exactly. better to be occupied when it's like that as opposed to sitting at home at 6 o'clock in the dark yeah, with nothing to do. and I think that's that's kind of what we're trying to stress as well. Like, in fair enough, in the summer, you could have your five aside um, or you could have growth and play until 11 o'clock at night. But... When you come home from work, it's six o'clock. It's pitch dark. Um, I know for a fact that I'm very like I train as well, and I play at the moment. And if I'm training on a Wednesday night, um, after work, I'm looking forward to going to that instead of going home at night and just do nothing at home. Um, when it's in, like you said, at, when when it's dark. So just to get out and get involved, um, in the winter months when it's cold or whatever, that'll get you kind of a sense of um, feeling good about yourself and just feeling positive in yourself as well. Definitely. And the cup games and stuff, say a cup final day or a league winning game, would you ever have companies yeah. bringing their staff along to the game? Or would it run during yeah, business hours? That, or? The, one of the main kind of um, draws of the league is that we've got four cup finals in Turner's Cross. So the, the Corksley home stadium, um, we've got, we've kind of confirmed um, those finals things for the last number of years in Turner's Cross and for the next number of years going forward. So every there's one final in November and then there's three finals across April and May and we try to promote um, the companies to bring out um, as many staff as possible and get as many kind of um, you know, pop-up posters and just branding that they can bring to the game and we can get the photos done in turns across in the um, the big the big stands in there so it looks very professional and um, you know in terms of just getting the name out there so if, if a club wins the wins the cup um, even you know more 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 the better. Basically, we have um, a plan in place as well to start recording uh, all the, the cup finals at the moment. We have a partner at the moment called um, Full Time Productions, and they actually filmed the game last year in Turner's Cross, um, full full match on a half and went to penalties. Very um, very well received in the league, 
and um, across Cork as well. I think we got a lot of comments saying that the company, the two companies involved, got great um, great coverage, and also the six new teams coming in. They mentioned that was one of the draws that um, they wanted to be featured in terms class online on a video. Um, with graphics, with sports commentary, um, so I think that's just one thing that we can bring to the bring to clubs and employees and companies across the league that we can have a bit of um, bit of crack on a match day and on a cup final. Yeah, it seems like the kind of league that is just fun to be involved in. I know I said it before there, but I mean you you have other leagues where it can be very competitive, and sometimes you have teams are happy to see other clubs lose and are happy to see other clubs going through a bad spell. But it just seems like with this business league, the way it's set up, there's no real major no. egos involved. No it's losers. all based exactly, around yeah. just having and the crack. There's, there's two, there's sign off going across it. There's two kind of aspects to it. One is, yes, we're an affiliated league with the FBI and the MFA. So that's one side of things. We, you know, we want to be professional and we want to get, get out there and grow the league as best as possible to make it, um, to make it competitive and make us known in Ireland. But then secondly, um, look, with businesses, we know that there's, um, at the moment, like, commitment kind of across um, males, especially at the moment, you know, um, with families and stuff, it could be tough. It can be tough to get out on a Sunday morning um, or during the weekend, during the week, if you if you need to be training, you know, you might have other things on, so I wouldn't work, you might be busy. But we want to just make it fun and make it a bit more... Um, special the fact that come play in our league and it'll be a bit be a bit of crack and um, at the moment we were seeing actually the standards improving usually and um, like i said in the past you know this league may have been kind of sought out in a in a negative manner but the last maybe four or five years we have got a lot more players who um have been drawn to the league and actually have built up the standard in the league so like i said we we can very much hold our own against them um, some of the AOL sites and some of the other Monster Senior League sites and the junior sites around Cork, which is great to see. Yeah, and you can do all that while promoting a, a happy workplace. A business, exactly. Happy work-life balance, um, health and well-being. Exactly. I mean, the fact now that it's kind of um, mental health week, uh, we're trying to do a huge amount of work there in the background to try and get, um, get clubs involved and to get players um, out on the pitch. What's the biggest challenge you've you found kind of running the league getting teams involved that kind of stuff I think it's um, just trying to get lads um, committed well first of all like I mean I'm involved in the club at the moment so it's kind of on that sense it's getting lads committed and you know showing the lads what the benefits are of the league I think um, lads are still um because they're you know, busy during the week and you know they, they have they want to have their weekends, let's tr- we try and make times available that matches are on um, a bit more kind of non-conventional. So like in the past, we would have had games on a Saturday afternoon on a Sunday morning, and that was at half two on a Saturday and ten forty-five on a Sunday. And but now at the moment we're kind of trying to maybe move across to Friday evenings, so that you know you have your kickoff game and it's at seven forty-five finished at you know you'll be home for 10 in the pub by 10 um and then you have your your weekend for free uh same we've even had a couple of games midweek at the moment and um, so it's just kind of trying to scheduling what the clubs um will need and because like in the past 
we're trying to be flexible. Um, again, like I said, a lot of clubs in the league um, are businesses and companies, and a lot of employees work shifts. So, I mean, in fairness, you know, when us, we know that, let's say, there's one or two companies that have specifically shift work patterns. So we try and build their fixtures around around that. Um, there's a funny story about it in long, long ago um, when the league started first, um, the Inish Fallon, one of the, the ships coming in um, across the Irish Sea and coming in Cork Harbour, um, they couldn't feel the team because the boat got laid out in, out in shore. Um, so we had to cancel a fixture. And since then, we've gotten kind of a lot more flexible in arranging fixtures and just cancelling fixtures for whatever reason. So that's one of the kind of difficulties or struggles that we have just to try and get that um, in a good way um, and see can we make the best out of companies and see when they're available to play or not. Because at the end of the day, we're here to let lads play football. We don't want to be kind of stopping lads um, coming into difficulty and coming into saying, I don't know what, that league is, is against us or that league is you know has, has an agenda against our club. We don't. We just want to get lads playing football. Um, so that's one of the difficulties, just kind of get that mentality in that, look, we'll try to help out the clubs as best as possible, but it's just trying to get that mentality because of the fact that we're um, growing as a league and we're getting more players in from different leagues coming in. Um, I think it's just to try and get that uh, nailed on the head. Yeah, I'd say it's nice for players if you're working in a company and say you played football a couple of years back and you had to give it up for whatever reason, maybe exactly. due to work and then you come in and yeah. your your company is offering this team and you can go and yeah. you can play football, do your job and then even some days you might have a stressful day in work, we've all had them and yeah. then you just know at the end of the day, sure look, we're all going to play football and then you come in the next day refreshed, you might not be in the same mindset as you were leaving work the day before and like I can see mostly a positive effect. Yeah, like it's, I it's, can't it's see huge. any I mean, any negative. The neg- like there are always going to be negative effects when you're playing football with colleagues or something. Um, but I think the majority of of teams that we've got feedback on last number of years has just been great, and the fact that we got six new teams in this year, um, after relaunching last year, we kind of got a, a new a new brand out there, and just a new mission statement, and we kind of made a stress made us stress that we're you know trying to benefit the net- network side of things staying healthy team spirit um you know positive mental attitude uh, that's what we're trying to all about, all about at the moment and what kind of cover do player players have in the league so let's say a player gets injured where does the cover step in there so is that on the so um at the moment yeah at the moment it's public public liability um, and then the club has to do personal accident insurance themselves, and um, so we do rec- we, we we do stress that all clubs need to have insurance, obviously, um, because we never know what's going to happen uh, on the pitch. And um, I think the long long term, sorry, at the moment, it's clubs look after themselves in terms of insurance, um, and in the long term, we would like to see um, us get involved, just like the Leinster Senior League do. I think they have a specific specific scheme. Um, at the moment for clubs and players insurance so that's something down the line that we'd like to uh, like to look into Yeah I think you're kind of in a special situation where a lot of your players are playing for a company and Correct. it's in the company's best interest to look after 
their staff exactly. as well. So I it's think not most as of the time, pin, the company uh, insurance. Now again, this is um, just going on kind of experience. Come, come to the company's insurance will cover, uh, but in terms of personal accident and public liability, um, we just need to we, we do stress that look confirm with the company or confirm with your sponsor um, what their kind of stand is in that. Yeah, no, it's just best to be safe in them kind of situations, but exactly. it's it's, it's exactly. important for every league. You know, but... now we're kind of clamping down on a lot of the um, the um, administration side of things, uh, and if anything happens in terms of discipline or whatever, they need to see kind of um, they need to see proper documentation on things. So, what's the you rebranded last year? What's kind of the plan for the league going forward? How many? How many divisions do you reckon you could manage? So at the moment, like we've twenty teams uh, across two divisions, and in the past we had up to forty teams. So I would like to get back up to that at some stage in the next maybe three to four years. And um, I think the fact that we've got a kind of this year and next year, I'd like to steady the ship in terms of getting um, the foundations right, getting a foundation maybe of the four teams um, in place, and then growing. Uh, and then maybe getting into, um, well, sorry, growing the divisions. So if there's 10 and 10 at the moment, I'd like to maybe see 15 and 15, 18 and 18, 20, 20 in both divisions, and even expand to maybe other um, cup competitions and and shield competitions. Um, one of the things that we have been uh, in, in, in kind of conversation with myself and uh, a few of the other committee members, since we've rebranded, um, we've actually got in touch with some of the European business leagues, and the world business leagues uh, in there's actually a world a world organizations organization for business leagues uh, which they run a, a yearly long or a year once a year competition uh, in different cities across the world so they've kind of spoke to us about getting involved um on an official sense of being kind of the you know, an irish contingent uh, in in those cups and leagues so there's a couple um, of things we have to finalize and again we need to confirm that, but going forward, we'd like to expand out um, and maybe enter into certain cups and competitions, uh, not just in Ireland. And just do a bit of damage in the FAI Junior Cup as well, or whatever cup. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think there's, at the moment there, we had, I think, out of 20 teams, I think five or six um, of the teams entered uh, into both competitions, and you know, they're, they're getting on very well, which they have in the last couple number of years as well. Um, we also play in the Monster Champions Trophy. Not sure if you're aware of that. I think I'm not sure do the um, Leicester Football Association have association have the same uh, cup. Basically, a lot of the, the leagues in Cork play in a kind of a round robin tournament um, and a knockout stage as well. It, whoever win, wins their their league plays against maybe the, the winners of a different league as well. So like a Champions League uh, format. Yeah. So there's plenty, plenty to be done. There's um... exactly. So, I mean, it's not just, um, like, we're, we're, we're kind of promoting the health and well-being and the, having the crack and having the fun side of things, but we're also a competitive league and, you know, kind of a, a more, um, you know, league associated with the FEI. So, we are, it's, it's two, two levels. One is the um, commitment on the FEI stage and the MFA stage and getting firms out there in a competitive manner. And then on the stage, we're still very social and very... Um, open-minded on what, how we can improve the league yeah it seems like a special kind of league where the teams in it aren't struggling to 
get a team together. They have their war colleagues there. They're not like struggling for sponsorship. Yeah, there's, there's, they're there's, not. There's, there's, there'll always be um, you know, teams struggling with the numbers. I mean, I know for a fact in November and of course on Sunday morning, you know, will a team get eleven players? You never know. Uh, but there's always. I mean, at the moment, I think we've have over five hundred players registered on FCINS across twenty teams. So that's is that maybe just under thirty. Um, players uh, teams you know so that's a lot of um, a lot of lads involved in the league yeah it's a lot of players and a lot of a lot of work that has to go on in the background for that but yes. it definitely seems like it's worth it for the positive, positive impact it has on one them companies and two Cork itself you're going to have that buzz around it especially when you have your cup final days and like, it just works for everyone it seems that like, the companies get that publicity through the league they get the videos of the cup final sent to them and yeah. they're promoting it on their websites as well and it just exactly, seems like yeah. a great thing I mean, to be we involved in the, like I said the Cork Chamber of Commerce and um, we have the match reports in the local paper the Evening Echo every Wednesday so I mean um, we try we have a kind of a little um, little joke in between us that like let's see you come up with the, uh, the funniest puns um, to get the headline in the Echo so because we're businesses there's a lot of kind of um, uh ways with words that we can promote and just have a have a funny kind of headline and um, which we try and get on every week. So kind of that's that's one small thing that the companies can do enjoy as well, the headlines on the echo um every week. And how how long in advance can you plan your fixtures? So that's very topical at the moment. Um because we're trying to plan maybe, you know, definitely more than a week in advance. Um, at the moment, it is a week in advance, but we are coming up with a solution to try and put in place a month in advance. The one downside at the moment um, with our clubs is that none of the clubs actually own a pitch. And that goes, kind of, that goes back to saying you know, we're kind of a one-team, one-club league. Um, so a lot of clubs rent pitches off different clubs around Cork and different um, community centres around Cork. So we've been speaking to those owners of those you know, those centres or those AstroTurf pitches um, and say, look, would it be beneficial for you to know in advance a month where those where these bookings uh, may be? So I think we are coming up across with maybe a plan in place for the future to um, put fixtures in maybe a month in advance. But there's always, there's always kind of been, um, there's going to be risks in that in terms of the weather having an impact, um, clubs not being around, um, maybe some weekends, um, and other things taken into consideration. So look, um, the fixture I think is the most difficult aspect of of, of the league at the moment. Um, but we're we're getting there. Kind of we're trying to get a new um, new process in place at the moment. Yeah, it seems like one of the most difficult things involved in the league would be the fixtures. It's just something mm-hmm. I can't even wrap my head around. Like we play in the UCFL, and they were looking for someone last year to step in and help out as a fixture secretary. Yeah. But it was just something that. Like it, it baffled me. I couldn't think of an easy way to do it without actually sitting down with a piece of paper and writing down yeah. a plan, and then going back and changing that plan and changing it again. It just seemed like an That's impossible. Pretty task. much it. I mean, um, now luckily that uh, we do have a fixture secretary, um, at the moment, and it was. I mean, at the start of the, the season, to me, when I when I came in, when I got involved two years ago, again, I thought it wouldn't be. I actually thought it would be an easy job. The fixture secretary, you're just picking, um, the fixtures on a Saturday done and dusted and that's it but in terms of actually the thing to, to take into consideration I'd say I've got maybe 
three or four pages of things to actually uh, note down every weekend what to actually check up. Because, like I said, we don't own pitches. So a lot of the clubs in the Munster Senior League, in the AOL, uh, we have to actually go and look at those fixtures or those clubs to see, you know, can we align the home team versus the away team and see what happens there. But yeah, fixtures does take some time to get used to. But I think if you get the right process in place, um, it will be managed correctly and it will work well in favour of the clubs. Yeah, and what do you think is the biggest benefit for companies to come on board and join in with the league? So I think there's a huge, huge benefits in terms of just um, getting your the team spirit, because a lot of like, these days companies are kind of um, bought into the fact of these Americanisms about you know, team spirit and company communication, collaboration, health and well-being, all that jazz. So we're trying to promote that as well. So I think if you're taking kind of the engagement side of things, like you're basically creating another level of employee engagement. Yeah, you're working nine to five or you're working on shift work. But after that, you're kind of creating a team mentality um, on the pitch and on the, on, the, on the training ground. So I think companies can actually see the benefits of that um, and say, actually, you know what, this team might work great on the pitch. Let's see how it works um, in an actual office position or, you know, in a manufacturing um, side of things to see actually what, what can we do to, to make this work in our favour on in the office or in the company. Um, and again, team spirit travels through that so like if you have a good team spirit on the pitch and if you work together that's going to be a great and um, benefit in long long term i mean if the, the best case scenario is that a team might have actually a couple of, couple of clubs in the league or sorry a company might have a couple of clubs in the league which has happened in the past you know you might have your a team your b team or your c team and um that would be kind of that'll drive a bit of internal um competitiveness competitiveness in the company as well so that's just one thing with team spirit and competitiveness i think is one benefit and the whole staying healthy thing i mean like i said companies are all for that at the moment with this with this uh, mental health week ongoing at the moment and we want to try and contribute to that so i mean we want to promote positive health and well-being um, and then introduce kind of healthy work-life balance because if, if the companies see that actually there's people exercising regularly. That'll be good. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, companies say, oh, yeah, go out and you know, do your exercise twice a week. How would they actually judge that? Um, but if they see that companies and their employees are actually going out and training, that'll um, work wonders as well back in the uh, back in their company as well because they know that this is um, what they're dedicated to. So I think there's a lot of, lot of, lot of benefits um, at a high level in terms of what the company can get out of it. Like the twenty clubs in the league, all businesses, um. So there's kind of like that networking sense as well, um. That the organisations can get used to, and they can start making connections and just you know improve or increase contacts from a cork that they may not have had before. So, yeah. So there, there's, I could be here for all night talking about. It. I mean, there's way, I mean, the benefits outweigh the negatives of kind of playing in this league. Yeah, definitely, and it's it's definitely it's targeted at people who work nine to five or shift work and it's literally taken and shifting their work life balance, which I think is great. And it's something yeah. that everyone should look at, like take an hour out a day or four hours out a week if you want to play football and the difference that can have on your mental health is phenomenal. Exactly. I mean what's what's the stop? Like even if um, companies like even if lads can't commit in the evening times, 
why not have the training session at lunchtime? You know, maybe for um, 45 minutes, go for a jog for 20 minutes. Like, that would count as a training session with your colleagues. I mean, um, I know a lot of companies have their running, running clubs or walking clubs or just um, they go to gym classes. So maybe in, incorporate joining the, the league as one of those benefits or one of those um, those things that you do uh, at lunchtime. Yeah, no, it just seems like a, a great idea. I had a look on Google there just briefly earlier looking for something similar in Dublin and I just couldn't find anything. Now, whether one exists that I don't know about, I, I definitely can't. I don't can't. think there is one to ask because I, I was speaking to, like I said before, to one of the um, the European um, corporations that do this business league and they did say that they were in contact with one company but they didn't actually have a, a business league in Dublin. Um, but because now we've been in touch with them, um, with this European um, organisation, hopefully we'll become kind of more officially maybe um, business league around Cork. And look, in future, you know, 10, 20 years' time, who's to say that we can expand into um, Munster or even Ireland, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think it's a very positive thing as well. I'm surprised that I couldn't find anything at all in Dublin like this. It just seems that... Like you're you're doing it and you're doing it right and I'm just looking at the website there I was flicking through it as this was going on and it was just looking it looks really well it looks really professional it's even got a LinkedIn page so it's kind of it's a great way to incorporate sport and business and healthy mindset and fitness and um, exactly that's what we're trying to push I mean like that's what it's all about basically I mean like I said at the end of the day we just want lads to go and play football and have a bit of crack and um, it just so happens that we're an official league with the FBI and the Munster Football Association that kind of gives us the background and the stability um, of the league whereas maybe with other other leagues that may try this there may have been leagues in Dublin in the past for the business leagues or whatever or um, companies but they may not have had the kind of foundations in place to, to make it grow or to make it last yeah, no, I, I agree with you there that it's definitely a help to be able to enter the MFI competitions and to be able to compete around the country and throughout Munster and Cork with different leagues. It just brings it on big time. It does. Yeah, and it's, exactly. it would be an incentive then if you had some player and he was playing for a team in Cork to say, sure, look, I'll swap over, play with the lads from work. I don't have to go training twice a week. It's exactly. a lot more yeah, enjoyable. Like, um, and still in the competition. I mean... That's what it's all about. I mean, in fairness, obviously, we, we want to kind of get the standard up there and to get teams training as much as possible. But, you know, at the end of the day, if they can train once a week and have the game on a Sunday, so be it. You know, I mean, um, we're all about the social aspect too. So if you go out and enjoy your games, that might be better than going out training five times a week um, and struggling at a very high level. You might prefer to come in here and um, enjoy it and maybe get fallen in love with the game again and then maybe go back into the senior league or to higher level. I mean, I've seen that in the last couple of years where um, players have joined and I said, Geez, you know, this guy was very talented. I wonder why he's playing with us at the moment. Um, but you never know where people saw. Like, then after maybe, I think, uh, two seasons, he went back up and uh, he's having a good um, good career in the higher leagues around court. So, I mean, that's just to show that maybe we can have maybe a transition period for, for players as well, you know? Yeah, I find a lot of players as well who've played at a high level. I mean, if someone's going and they're working in a company, they're doing the 9-to-5, might be doing shift work, they're not playing football to play at a professional level. They just want to... A lot of people just want to enjoy their football. And exactly. I find a lot of people have stepped away from football because they're just not enjoying it. They're being pressured to play at a level that yeah. 
they're not really interested in and they'd rather just play football for the social aspect and for the fitness side of it. Yeah, I mean, and, and we're all for, like, I mean, we we would love to promote the, you know, the five side stuff. That's that's taken off hugely around Cork. There's night leagues, and uh, it's great to see. But again, if there's lads that want to um, step up from a five like five side teams or whatever, get in and join the league. I mean, like I think you said at the start, do we have any kind of um, criteria for people to join the league? And um, not not so much, but just you know, as long as they're maybe having a, a sponsor and a good kind of um, foundation of a company, um. Then, then they can join and, and try their, uh, try to you know, have a crack at the league. So you wouldn't be looking for a company that would likely to fold or have like a bare minimum, maybe thirteen players. You exactly. want to have people with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We need you no. Know, again, it's going to be eleven sides, so there's going to be demands there. Um, so you need to have your like we always try to say minimum twenty fellas signed up, um, because there'll always be shortfalls on a Sunday morning, um, in winter. Um, what are the age restrictions then for lads playing? Is there? So we've, we've we've had lads. Um, I think there was a couple of lads who were hitting you no know, mid fifties and sixties playing uh, recently, and then there's lads playing who are very young, maybe 18, 19. Um, so it's a huge diverse league, and it's it's great to see kind of those lads mixing, even lads in work who may never chat to each other in work because they're of different age groups or different um, um, races or kind of nationalities or different just backgrounds. They get talking in the league and they get training together and they have a good crack. And then um, it's just a basic kind of the um, communication there that they may never have talked to each other in work or outside of work, but they can, um, you know, have conversations on the pitch or at training or maybe in nights out that the, that the club organises. So that's another sense, kind of the, um, the different diverse diverse player range that we have in the league. It's, it's huge. Yeah, no, it seems like a great league and... If I worked in Cork, I'd definitely try and be involved in it. Oh, you're more than welcome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually have been down in Janssen a few times, just as a contractor, yeah. so you never know. If I'm, if I'm down there for a fair stint, you never know what might happen. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. I know. So what would you say to, if a company's listening now and they want to get involved, what's the best way to get involved? So the best way to get involved is, well, first of all, check out our social media. Um, our handles are at Cork Business League, or else you can email us at info at corkbusinessleague.ie um, and we'll get back to you straight away um, and any questions you have about kind of just what's, what the benefits are and um, what's involved and you know if you've any kind of queries about finances or whatever um, we have that we kind of have that in place so we'll be able to, to support you and I'm sure your league is probably very um, what's the word I'm thinking of here I'm sure there's a lot of sponsors looking to get involved because of the yeah, the is. range I mean, of businesses you cater for. In fairness, we have we've had two long time long time sponsors, um, in Sports Gear Direct and JSK Eco Cleaning Solutions, and they've been very good to us. Um, the last number of years, kind of giving us uh, funding and um, supporting the or kind of uh, end of end of year season awards. But yeah, like like I said, there has been a couple of um. Uh, Companies coming involved, trying to get involved, and seeing the benefits that that this does bring to not just the companies playing in the league, but sports get direct. And um, I mean, we have them all over the website, and we have all the cup competitions and the league uh, division sponsored by Sports Get Direct um, Ireland. So I think that's it's a great um, great way for companies to get involved um, from a sponsorship level as well. Yeah, I think it's a great thing for Cork, and it's a great thing for players, and it's a nice situation to be in with a league yep. 
ran by companies who do everything professional, you'd hope, but exactly, still yeah. have the crack of the game of football, um, bringing in your training, your positive mental health, your fitness, and just getting 20, say 20 clubs in the league at the moment. Yeah, 20 correct. extra clubs that would not exist if it wasn't for this league. True. And I mean, you never know, you know, the background of the lads playing, um, you like you can always hear about the people struggling or people, you know, not not talking to each other. Those twenty clubs, um, you never know what what those situations are with the people within those clubs. And hopefully we've made a kind of a good positive impact um the players past and present. Yeah, no, it's it's a great thing to be in. And it's it's actually like listening to the league and how it's run, I think a lot of Dublin leagues could take a lot of that on board and like, there's a lot of like negativity between clubs and even more nights out where clubs come out and get involved with each other or like tournaments that are run there across is. one I mean, day just just on that point um we did one of the new teams this year um have struggled at the start of the year right and i don't they, they wouldn't mind me saying that but um one of the clubs who are now actually celebrating their 30 years in football on saturday Marlborough Trust, um, they posted up a status on Facebook giving out their support to these new clubs coming in and they gave a bit of background of when they started 30 years ago. They lost a game by a substantial amount. Um, I think it was their, they, they won their first game so they thought they were the bee's knees. Their second game, they lost heavily and they were going to fold. But 30 years later, they're still involved and they've won pretty much everything in the league. And that that you could that you could win, so they put up a very uh, kind of a heartwarming um, status a few weeks back to say, look, stick with it. And even though yes, next week they'll be playing them, they'll be playing each other, so there'll be rivals on the pitch. But as a club and kind of as a um, as a member of the league, they were giving the support out to the six new teams coming in to say, look, stick with it. Eleven-side football is difficult when you're starting off from scratch, um, but there are huge benefits. And um, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, and that that applies to anybody starting a club in any league. It might be difficult at at the start. You might be losing every game. You might lose every game for the whole season. But at yeah. the end of the day, what you're doing is positive, and you just need to dig in and keep going. Exactly correct. I agree. And that's Peter Travers of the Cork Business League. There, talking to myself. Just want to take a second out again to thank Peter for his time for coming on the show. And I hope he enjoyed the interview because I enjoyed talking to him, getting a good insight into how they run things and just seeing how different it was from the normal leagues that I deal with and watch and follow on a day-to-day basis or a week-to-week basis, depending on how it goes. So cheers for listening, everyone. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mixer Podcast and on to Facebook as well. And tune in next week when we're back to the normal episodes and we'll be talking about the UCFL, the AUL and the LSL, even though they won't retweet us. Cheers. All the best.